0: He raises the bar every year, you know. He builds, yeah. the trucks that he builds are second to none. Yeah. And, you know, I like his style and we have a lot of the same taste, yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it's a very similar truck to yeah. what he has or what I think he would build, you know. And so, yeah, it's, so kind of similar, it it, similar it's style, very much. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's some differences yeah. and things, you know, but yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, his style of truck is, is very much what I like too. So it's it's very comparable.
1: So just who was Don Wood talking about in that clip you heard up top? None other than Vinny Diorio, Roland Transport, Wood worked with for some time, leased on with an earlier day cab version of the absolutely spectacular rebuilt rig we featured from Wood early this week on uh, Overdrive's custom Rigs section. The high maintenance 2003 Peterbilt 379 started its life as a Schneider lease purchase truck, Wisconsin native Wood said. When he purchased it in 2010, he removed the original stand-up sleeper to give it a custom day cab treatment.
0: Well, I was working for, um, actually for Roland Transport at that time. Oh, okay. And um, so I was doing all his local stuff. Yeah, okay. And um, it, I, I was over the road for him for you know a few years, and I had my daughters were young then, and so then they were kind of starting to get a little older where they wanted to do stuff and wanted me home and whatnot, and so I talked to Vinny and I'm like, you know, I. I don't really want to leave, but I don't, I don't want to do over the road right now. I said, it's just kind of tough with family and stuff. So he offered me a local job and it was, it was awesome. So we went into that, you know, and that's why we built the truck. And one of his other guys actually bought my other truck. So it stayed with Roland for quite a while. And, um, and then, uh, we built this as a day cab and I worked it for, you know, with him for a couple of years that way and, uh, Then when I put the sleeper back on, then I went on my own again.
1: I'm Todd Dills, and in this edition of the Overdrive Radio Podcast, we're going to continue on from that point in Wood's career, because the owner-operator would be a one-truck owner-op for just another year or so before expansion began to what his DSD transport business is today, a 30-plus unit fleet with more than a dozen rigs owned, likewise owner-operators leased on, and doing exceptionally well. How did he do it? Stay tuned for that. Likewise, a report from Super Rigs with our intrepid news editor and custom rig specialist, Matt Cole, who's been at the show since yesterday. It's ongoing through Saturday this this weekend. You can catch a bevy of photos he managed to get posted with a brief first day report from Hampshire, Illinois, this year's show site via overdriveonline.com. Just click on that beautiful cab over you'll see there. About which, well, before we dive into things with Matt, Here's a quick word from Overdrive Radio's sponsors.
0: Synchrony Car Care is a robust program built for your business and your customers. We offer drivers a way to pay for the services and parts they need today, but there's so much more to Synchrony Car Care. We treat your customers as an extension of your brand and we don't take it lightly. We're committed to a simple application and fair terms. Let us help drive traffic and drive success for your business.
1: You can find them at synchronybusiness.com slash car care.
0: FirstGuard provides commercial truck insurance to leased owner operators done right, as we've done for more than 80 years.
2: We provide physical damage and non-trucking.
0: Many companies make you
2: pay up to six months
0: of insurance premiums up front, but not FirstGuard. We bill monthly, so you get quality insurance without needing to pay a lot of cash up front. Go to FirstGuard.com. That's one stguardcom guardcom FirstGuard. We speak trucker
1: let's talk well matt uh so you're up in uh west chicago there at the super league show this week uh kind of set the scene for me uh did this did the show officially begin uh, yesterday or was it uh, was it just kind of a setup
2: day it officially began yesterday the judges were uh bringing trucks through the through the judging line yesterday so um and that's ongoing today and i think in the morning too on saturday okay um but uh yeah there were um they told me there were sixty around sixty trucks registered um when I showed up around lunchtime yesterday and there were there was more continuing to file in so pretty good turnout
1: and you know this show' is pretty well known I know we've we've talked about it uh, before kind of in the in the context of the uh, the super Eggs calendar that show uh, ends up Shel Rotelli ends up producing uh, each year from this show I, was there was there a super
2: eggs calendar last year I guess there uh,
1: I guess there was uh, they, there was
2: but yeah they um they made it like a um kind of a, a look back at at some of the best from from history uh of the calendar they just made right. it kind of a, a throwback to you know some of the standouts through the years and then this uh the 2022 calendar will go back to the results from this show right
1: they do they do uh they do a, a stellar job on that on that calendar i know and it's it's got a big uh it gets a big it's a big draw. Uh, I know among uh, a lot of truck owners out there. So this is this is kind of the, the show where uh, where that calendar sort of springs forth from. What do, what are you noticing anything at all about the you know the kind of the the tenor of the of, of the folks there? Um, and, and I think Shell last year Super Rigs did a, I think they did a virtual event just like we've been doing um, as well with Pride and Polish. Is everybody uh, excited to be back in person?
2: Yeah. It seems like everybody's excited to be back out. Um, you know, everybody's, uh, uh, there were several groups of guys just sitting around, um, you know, shooting the bull yesterday. I think everybody was just glad to, to be back in in public and, you know, with, uh, with fellow custom truck uh, enthusiasts, um, right. it, it was, it's a good atmosphere. Right.
1: And, you know, it's, uh, we're talking to uh, for, for the podcast today. In addition to you, we've got uh, D- Don Wood, uh, Denmark, Wisconsin. I know that's not too far away from there in Hampshire, Illinois, where where you guys are. Um, he he he's uh, owns a DSD transport and has a uh, put together a truck uh called uh i think he's calling it high maintenance but anyways 2003 uh, 379 i did a did a, uh story on him after I, I saw him at walcott have you seen him there by chance i have not okay, um, okay. i'm not I sure just... if
2: he's here or not uh okay. i could have i could have missed his truck yesterday or no, he, he no, might no, be no. showed you up would... today but you wouldn't have missed it, <laughs> he miss it. yeah <laughs> he, might, he might be he still could be showing up today so we'll see i'll be on the lookout for it yeah,
1: yeah. one of the one of the things that um that we're kind of talking about uh, that we talked about at Walcott that we'll hear here in the podcast is uh, just kind of his story of, um, of, of of growth basically over the past 10, 10 years or so. Um, but he was one truck, you know, uh, his, his parents were uh, were reef, reefer haulers and he went and got his authority, I think really early in the in the century here, um, I think, you know, 2000, 2001, something like that. Maybe even a little bit before that. He, uh, I think, around about 2010, he he started to uh, get some opportunities with uh, with some customers, and you know, and ended up just growing with them over the course of the next you know 10 or so years to now, and he's got up to about. Managing, I mean, the thirty trucks running under his authority. I think uh, the majority of those are owner-operated, and he, they they end up owning. I think uh, you know more than a dozen. Um, but it said kind of you know, the sort of the growing pains and and the ways that. Uh, the points at which you know, owners begin to bring on extra staff and, and, uh, and establish a uh, headquarters and, and things of this nature. I think what he's looking for now is a, uh, he doesn't have a full-time mechanic because he's, he's still a full-time mechanic, but um, we'll hear a little bit more of that. But I noticed that you had a, uh, uh, you had quite a few pictures in the report from yesterday. It's uh, uh, a company's trucks, uh, it was a company called Equipment Express. Uh, tell me a little bit about them they, they it looks like they've got a, several trucks uh, in the in the show there
2: yeah they've got four trucks in the show they're all um you know 2000, two thousands 2000 2010 somewhere in that range peterbilt um they're a heavy haul company out of Cal- caldwell texas um they do a lot of pipeline a little bit of some oil field stuff um and they've uh they're looking to kind of expand their horizons a little bit and uh, part of that was earlier this month they picked up a Feynmanville trailer um that's a company out of Europe that uh it's a 13 axle um heavy haul trailer it's extendable um and uh all, all 13 axles are actually steerable so it's it, um you know when he when he turns the the wheel in the cab the, the trailer goes with it so it, that's pretty cool
1: it's a feat of engineering for
2: sure that's right <laughs>
1: yeah those those trailers are how how uh how long is it unextended, I guess? Because it's so they've got it out there at the show and they're showing it.
2: Yeah, I can't remember what exactly he told me. I think it's in the 70, 76, 78 foot range. Okay. Um, unextended. And um, like I said, it's it's got 13 axles right now, and he can he can control which ones are, are on the ground and which ones aren't at, at any given time. And um he, they've got another three or four axle uh, extension they can add onto the back of that trailer to make it, uh, I think 16 or 18, something like that.
1: Right. But the, uh, the, the, the sort of platform, uh, doesn't it, it also kind of expand out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The, the, just the unit he's got there, it expands out even further. Um, and he told me they can probably put around 275,000 pounds on it. Um, they're looking to, uh, they're, they're doing a little bit of windmill, um, windmill stuff being able to to have something that long um you know they'll be able to to get into that niche pretty easily
1: is equipment express is the, is the owner on hand uh is the owner uh, uh still an owner operator um or or are uh, the folks showing here all um you know uh, leased on or uh, company
2: drivers with the with the with the outfit um, everybody I talked to yesterday were company drivers. The owner okay. is around. He was actually in Chicago yesterday looking at a new truck to, or yeah. at another truck to possibly uh, take back to Texas this weekend. I and, it. Um, he's around. He's pretty well known in in the uh, in the custom custom truck circle, though.
1: How big How big is that company? Do you know how big is? They've got
2: around for? 15 trucks. Okay. Um, I think uh, Matt Bruin, the driver that um, brought the the trailer, he told me. They've gotten nine or ten drivers right now um and you know kind of the nature of their work the, the drivers tend to come and go a little bit but okay. um this is actually the second time i've spoken with with matt Brune. he was at super rigs back in 2018 up in uh, rapine virginia he had a different truck there that year but um gotcha. yeah it was, it was good to catch up with him.
1: get over to overdriveonline.com and search matt Brune. that's b-r-u-n-e To catch a story, Matt Cole penned about the 1999 Peterbilt 379 that Bruin drove for Equipment Express at the time. It's a 305 inch wheelbase blue and white beauty with suicide doors and 389 style headlights. An immaculately detailed CAT 3406 E motor too. I asked Cole then about just what he was hearing from owners there about business conditions and expectations.
2: any, Any thoughts, worries, fears, hopes? Everybody I talked to yesterday was pretty optimistic, um, you know, about the near future. Um, business is going well right now. And, um, you know, everybody seemed to think it was going to continue going that way. Yeah. Um, you know, the economy's looking good right now. So, yeah. um, you know, everybody, everybody's pretty, uh, pretty excited about how things are looking.
1: And take, in particular trucks that, um, pretty exceptional there that, uh, stand out to you?
2: Well, as usual, the, uh, the snows, Daniel and Phyllis, they're out here. Um, you know, they're always good to stop by and have a chat with. And, uh, Todd, I know you talked a couple of weeks ago when you were at Walcott with Rob Hallahan. Um, I saw him over there cleaning his rig yesterday. I didn't get a chance to stop by and talk to him, but he's, um, that, uh, green and orange rigs, very impressive to walk by. That's for sure. So,
1: yeah. um, he's in a couple good. of
2: our, uh, pride
1: and polish, uh, categories as well. Finalists there. And we're yep. of course going to be, um, Announcing the winners of that on Thursday. So everybody, uh, be sure to tune into that, uh, Thursday at 5. PM Eastern, uh, be kind of a live, uh, a live premiere of, uh,
2: of an award show. So. Absolutely. And, um, you know, there's a few, uh, a few cab overs out there for the over fans. Um, I spoke with yesterday with uh, Jr. Slugger. Uh, he's out of Brit, Iowa. Um, they, uh, his company, um, he's the owner of uh lifetime nut covers but they do some some trucking work too and um they own all their equipment's older uh that particular truck was a 1985 k100 and uh it's it's in pristine condition um yeah. so if, if you happen to stop by check that one out for sure
1: yeah they have obviously put a ton of work into that um it's it looks you know it looks yeah, you know, it looks brand new, basically. <laughs> that's yeah. a great, great picture of it uh, at, uh, at Matt's piece at overdriveonline.com um, that you can find there for sure. I think, I think it might be even the featured image of that story, right? I believe it yeah. is. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you'll yeah, see Yeah, he it. said
2: that's, the, that's the only cab over they've got in their fleet. And um, first time he's rebuilt a cab over himself. And he said, it's probably going to be the only one. It, it was, it was a fun project, but it's a lot more involved than the conventional. So,
1: Really? Like, you know, what is, it? is it a function of not being able to find the, uh, the parts? Is it, uh, it was part
2: of that. Um, and just difficulty getting to, to different parts of the truck. Um, you know, not everything you, you know, you gotta, you know, take the cab off or, or whatever to, to get to different areas. So, um, it's just kind of easier to work on a conventional.
1: How does it, how does it typically go for you at, um, that shows I mean I know I know how I end up covering these these things and it's uh it's kind of an exhausting affair a lot of the time and you end up working uh, really long days and such uh what are your plans for the next uh, day or two here
2: I'll be walking around today um I'll have my uh my camera equipment stuff I'll be walking around talking to anybody that's available um I try not to bug guys if they're in the middle of polishing but um you know, uh, just whoever wants to talk about their truck, I'll be, I'll be trying to do videos with them. And then, um, tonight at, uh, at eight o'clock, they're doing the, the light show. So I may leave for a little bit, grab some dinner and come back and, and get some pictures of some, some lit up trucks. That'll be pretty cool. And then, you know, same thing yesterday, or I mean, same thing tomorrow. Um, the, uh, the winner's announcement, uh, ceremony is at three o'clock tomorrow afternoon, and, and I'll be here to cover that and then, um, uh, fly back home later in the evening. The weather's great today and tomorrow. The uh, high, uh, high temperatures are only in the mid seventies, so um, kind of looking forward to to not <laughs> not being in eighties and nineties like back home.
1: Like me, Matt lives in the south, and uh, he's his, uh he's even farther south than I am. He down in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and uh, I'm in I'm in Nashville, and and man, uh, I think it was 100, 100 something yesterday here.
2: Yeah, the the heat index has been pushing 110 down in tuscaloosa yeah. um humidity's humidity's been awful yeah lots of sweat so yeah, yeah getting up absolutely.
1: getting up, mid, up that midwest uh air is great it was the same for me at walcott so that was that was awesome good break yeah. for us and um anyway i hope everybody out there cutting across the southern half of the of the nation and or uh portions out west where it's like uh, blazing hot i hope you're staying cool and i know matt is
2: there thanks matt for everything here Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Todd. You can find more from
1: Matt Cole daily at overdriveonline.com. He covers news as well as business and other topics in more depth. And plenty of those fine custom rigs, of course. Now, switching gears back to the small fleet owner, we heard a little bit about at the top and in conversation with Matt there, too. That's Don Wood of DSD Transport. Wood's business was just a single truck as of a decade ago. Today, here's his story of how I... Thirty-plus truck open deck fleet was born through the son of a couple of reefer haulers.
0: We didn't start adding um, any trucks until, like, maybe 2012, some somewhere in there, okay. um, right around 2012. I, I never wanted to have more than one truck. It wasn't, it wasn't my intention, um, but it just it worked out where I had a work opportunity and a buddy of mine that I've known almost my whole life was halfway in the job market and I'm like, well, Hey, you know, I'll buy a truck and it kind of was a joke. And then he's like, well, you know, were you serious about that? And so then I bought a truck and he started driving it and then, uh, you know, you get a little more work and you get busy and you're like, well, okay, I'll look for another guy. And, um, you know, and it just kind of word of mouth kept growing and growing and growing. And I mean, it's not any, you know, big business by any means or what, but it's a nice comfortable size and it's, uh, you know, it, it works out well for us, yeah. um, not not too big, but big enough where yeah. it can run itself for a little while and I can come and do stuff like this. Yeah. Are you are you sort of uh, are you out of the truck at this point doing managing at home? Uh, fifty um, okay. fifty. I work in the office. Um, I don't want to say the majority of the time, but enough of the time. Okay. But I, I love to drive. I, w- I would yeah. drive every day <laughs> yeah. if I could. Um, but, um, so I have a truck that we, you know, when I go to work, I drive that one and, um, I do, you know, I, I do a lot of local loading and unloading right now. We have a, a, another day cab we have, and I've got a guy that full time, that's all he does is, you know, local loads and then goes and loads and delivers for my over the road guys so we can drop and hook and stuff, but then he'll get too busy and I'll jump in the truck and go and help out. Or, um, I like to do like what Gary does. I do oversize and um, we've, with our low boys and stuff and i like i like the challenge you know it's yeah. i did the flatbed and you know for a long time and step deck and whatnot and you know not that it's boring or whatever but i just i like the extra challenge of bigger and longer wider all that stuff you know so um we do have some stuff like that that we do and it, and then i'll get in the truck for the week or whatever and go do you know something you know pretty big like that but right. for the most part i i'm local where i'm near the office if something happens or what because we do a lot of trans-loading and stuff like that at our yard, too, so um, I've got to be there for running our crane and our forklifts. And stuff Wonderful too.
1: to see the success Wood and his DSD company is having. Asked him just where the growth began after those years leads to Roland Transport, working with Vinny DiOrio there. Here's what he said.
0: I grew up in trucking. My parents my parents have been head of business forever. Yep. And um, so all, you know, since I was a little boy, uh, I just, I've always loved trucks and, you know, wanted to be in the industry and whatnot. And so, my dad—they um, haul reefer, um, hauling um, food grade stuff. Yeah. And when I got out of high school, I went to work for him, and started driving one of his trucks. And and it was it was great. I liked it, but right. I didn't really care for, you know, the food service places we would go. You know, I right. just I don't know the attitudes and the, and the way you got treated. I didn't really care for that. So, another friend of mine had a flatbed company, and uh, I went to work for him, and I loved it. You know, I just. Something different every day, and everybody's always happy. You know, you move along well, and so I, I got into that part of it that way from him. And like I said, I I, I always wanted to have my own truck because yeah. the way I could build it how I wanted it, and you yeah. know, keep it the way I wanted it. So so that that was always a goal, but I never expected or planned to have more than one truck. It yeah. it just kind of happened. Yeah, yeah. You well, know?
1: What was the was it when you saw that opportunity to, to buy another one? What were you responding to? Was it uh was it a carrier that needed? Was it a, was it a, a customer? Yeah, yeah direct yeah, customers. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I don't yeah. haul much broker freight yeah, at all. Yeah. Um, but that, that and that's the thing, you know. As you you work hard to get a customer, yeah. but then in order to keep them, you have to basically do what they need. Yeah. And so when they grow, you have to grow. Yeah. And, you know, and if you don't, well, then somebody else does. And yeah. and you know, then you're on the outs looking in, you know, and so yeah. I, I don't want that. So right. yeah, we had we had a customer that was growing and, and asking for more from us and yeah. you know, um we just couldn't keep up. And so it just progressively, you know, got bigger and then you know we added owner operators and things trying to, you know, offset to do it that way and right. and it just kinda kept growing and growing. And now with our owner operators and everything we have nineteen. Oh wow. Um, so yeah it's so you, you've got twelve 12- 14 choices, we own fourteen. Said. Yeah, yeah, we've got we've yeah. got um, quite a few owner operators too. Yeah, so it's <laughs> nice. it's a balance, you know, yeah. and and it's a good you know good relationship because you know obviously they have a, a good incentive to work and and they do a great job to keep the freight that we have as well. So um, we've got a really good team, you know, all of our all of our drivers and owner-operators, they all work well together and our customers don't have issues with them, you know? So yeah. it's it's a good team that we have um, a lot of veterans, you know, we don't have any, you know, younger guys or what for, it's it just how it works out. And so yeah. you don't have to hold their hand, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, I just send them the information of pickup and delivery and they let me know when they're done. And after that, I don't, you know, I don't have to get involved and, you know, kind of coach them, you know? So it makes it a lot easier for me to do more you know, with less people, you know, yeah. we have, we have two full-time people in the office um, and then plus myself, but I don't count myself cause I don't know what I'm going to be doing from day to day. Right. Um, so, you know. That's
1: yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a lot of, that's a lot of the, <clears throat> the logistics man, load management stuff. Right. For, and for that's it's a lot.
0: right. And that's where it helps with, you know, experienced people like yeah. that or, or, you know, I don't know what you would say, like self motivated sure. people to yeah. where, you don't have to push them along or you don't have to explain every step. Yeah. You just tell them the basics and then they take care of the rest. And, you know, so it's, it's a lot put on them, but they're all trustworthy guys and yeah. and girls to, to do it, you know? Right. And so it's a good team. I, I'm very happy with the people we have working with us. When did you make that decision where you start, um, you start thinking about actually hiring
1: people other than uh, the drivers that you are bringing on?
0: Uh, you know, that was, Oh, that was a very hard situation, you know, because I've, I've never worked at a, a large company or anything yeah. like that to know, yeah. like have a fleet manager yeah. or, you know, anything like that. So we, I, I did it myself for a long time and right. you know, it just, it started getting to be where it was just too much. You know, you just, you couldn't keep up and you were just overwhelmed all day, every day, you know, cause you were trying to do paperwork or load a truck or whatever. And, and you were constantly on the phone and um, I'm pretty mobile. So I carry a, a, a tablet for like um, emailing and, and such back and forth, you yeah. know, and it's just, you start getting those triggers where, look, this isn't working or this isn't going to last long That this, you know, yeah. like this, this won't work. So I hired a, a secondary dispatcher. Um, and he came from one of my customers actually. And so he had a, a logistics background, yeah. just not on the trucking side. So yeah. it, you know, and, and it it worked well.
1: Um, how big? How many trucks were you trying to manage at that point when you when you hired him?
0: Uh, I think at, at that point I think we had eleven or twelve. Yeah. Um, okay. And and it was, like, for the most part, it would it would click along well, but it was uh, we struggled if we had to find a backhaul, you know, because that takes a lot of time. Um, yeah. we do a lot of job site projects where I've got some dedicated stuff where we, you know, we wear a highway out back and forth right. all week long, but majority of our stuff is job sites where we'll go to a job site for a month or six weeks, whatever, and then we'll move to a new job site, you know, so it's, you know, you can kind of get general areas and stuff, but right. at the same time, you know, say you get a customer in Little Rock, Arkansas but you're now going to Dallas. Well, now you gotta get your truck from Dallas to Little Rock and it's close enough where you could deadhead, but there's decent money to be made to grab something. So, so then you're looking for something. Well, if you're doing that for one or two trucks, that's okay. But as it snowballs, you know, then all of a sudden it's like, man, this is taking a lot more time. And so, so we did that and my wife works out full time. She's a branch manager at a bank and um, but she, is, you know, being a bank background, she's very money oriented and stuff. So she likes to take care of all that kind of stuff. Right. So like all of our accounting, payroll, tax prep, all that stuff, um, I don't want anything to do with any of that. I, I don't like paperwork at all. Like I'll I'll get dirty, you know, and yep. I'll fix par- trucks, I'll crawl under, I'll load, whatever, but I don't want to do paperwork. So You've got, you got a yeah. perfect partner. Yeah, so right. she, so and she loves it, you know. Um, but then it, it got to the point where she couldn't keep up too, (laughs) you know? And so, so we hired, um, a a family friend that we've known for quite a while, trustworthy. And, um, she came in the office. Um, I think it's been three years now. And so she does like our payroll, our, um, accounting and invoicing accounts, receivable, stuff like that. And, and, you know, helps lighten the load that way. And so it's that's great it's progressing you know now i'm at the point where i i want to find a mechanic i have a full-time mechanic and yeah you don't I, have one now. i don't okay. i do everything yeah, you're, you're the man okay no, most of our it. stuff is all pretty new to where yeah. it's just preventative maintenance and lights and tires silly stuff like that right. but it's still a lot because you know with our with our tractors and then we have 32 trailers um you know it just seems like it works out where you get a weekend that's manageable but then the next weekend is like oh, no. oh man it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> be a long weekend and so it it'd just be nice to build to you know kind of i don't want to say milk it out but manage it out where it's all you know something every day and and it's it, it would be better for the maintenance and everything you know so yeah. that's our next step is we're gonna we're gonna have to get a mechanic
1: for anyone here similarly situated have you managed growth and finding that support staff don Wood really clearly is thinking a lot about these days with up to 30 rigs, DSD is responsible for keeping loaded. Speaking of DSD, there's always a story behind the name, right? Here's Woods.
0: My my name Don and my mom is Sherry and my dad is David. Um, okay. So when I turned 18 and I wanted to start driving, they, um, you know, they had their company set up and they did over the road stuff and their insurance company did not want to add me onto right. their policy because I was not old enough to travel interstate and that's what they were licensed and that's what their main business was. So so they were, I don't know if they were worried that I was going to do it regardless or what, but they wouldn't insure me. Um, so we started this company so that I could drive, you know? And so, you know, that was in 2001, um, you know, we went and opened this company and it was just, supposed to be for me yep. and uh so that's we put the three letters of our first names together because i uh i did the work and bought the truck and they helped me with the freight and you know management i guess you would say and so we put that in and it i just ne- never had a reason to go a big that.
1: thanks to don wood for his time and be sure to check out the video we put together with plenty of views on his absolutely magnificent o3p 2021 custom mac flatbed with a quick draw conestoga setup you won't regret it that's overdriveonline.com slash custom hyphen rigs. And before we check out, keep in mind those Overdrive's Pride and Polish awards will be doling out in a live session this coming Thursday, August 5, 2021, right at 5 p.m. Eastern time via overdriveonline.com as well as our YouTube channel. Hope to see you there. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. It's edited and produced by myself, Todd Dills, with no small amount of support from Overdrive Extra contributor and Muller trucking hauler Paul Marhover, social media coordinator Holly Young, news editor Matt Cole, you heard in this episode, and executive editor Alex Locke. Until next time, keep it pro out there. Enjoy the shows, everybody.